I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this is a very special Try Hards podcast. Coming up on today's show, a special guest who gives us the inside track on coaching in the modern women's game. I'm on my best behaviour because it's actually my director of rugby. And we run the rule over some of the Prem games from last weekend. Episode eight. We made it. We've made it. And we well, we're still we're still trying to get over our Hong Kong flu, aren't we? We were Hong Konged. Yeah. Hong Kong sueed. Hong Kong sueed. She recovered straight away. She bounced back. Whereas you and I have been up coughing, snotting. And she also attended the semi-final at the weekend and was like, I think was signing autographs. I mean, everyone wanted to meet Suva. She's gone to her head. Yeah. She's gone to her head. Unbelievable. I a little bit disappointed that she didn't get a mention on uh, Jim and Goody's podcast, actually. But I know. Very disappointing considering. Those boys, I know. But that's why I actually, Jim was actually at the game at the weekend and I actually told him that. <laughs> Today, drum roll is a very special day for the podcast we have a guest but not just any guest one of my favorite humans and i expect you to be on your best behavior because it is your wasps coach your dor giselle mather world cup winner 34 caps one of the best coaches i've ever worked with great friend and gonna bring some lols to the uh lols to the pod who is sat next to us and is massively disappointed that we've burst the bubble of what our podcast is about giselle that you thought that this was some sort of recording studio setup and we're sat on nolly's sofa in our sweats recording under blankets with a pink and orange mic it's wonderful hello everyone well at least this time we've got actual clothes on not our pajamas so we've treated you to that (laughs) thank you is this your first podcast experience uh, with you guys, yes, obviously, but I have done. Uh, I've done a couple of podcasts. You've been busy with the media recently. You've yes. been doing work with Sky Sports. You've been on uh, Will Greenwood Sky podcast. Um, what else have you been doing? Uh, I've done the Ruck um, podcast. Um, the Stephen Jones, yes, and crew, yes, um, and yeah, the the Sky Sports stuff was a lot of fun. Um, worked with Rocky and James Gemmell on that, and that was uh, which was, games did you cover? Uh, so it was all the Red Roses home games in the 
Grand Slam winning Six Nations this year. So obviously this season, um, you've been doing a bit more media stuff. Do you think that's reflective of how much the game is growing? How much of a difference have you seen in the past couple of years? Oh, it's, yeah, it's huge. I mean, you know, when you look back to what the women's premiership was before Tyrrells came in, it's chalk and cheese. There's there's nothing that's the same, the level of player. Um, and yet, for me, I think I think the biggest thing for me is that, particularly, obviously, I can speak about about Wasps. So many of the players were the players who were playing before, um, and in those players was all this potential that was waiting to come out, but needed medical support, needed strength and conditioning support, needed, you know, a coaching setup around them um, that can give them the time that that they need. And now, you know, those players are just that they're fantastic and and so fit so strong so technically good um tell me about it i'm knackered after <laughs> exactly. most of the games i get battered <laughs> well uh, exactly the physicality i mean it's it's off the planet well you were speaking to jim weren't you after after the game yeah so jim hamilton was at the game he's doing a um a documentary for saracens rugby and he i said you know have you been to women's game live before and he said no and i said right well what do you think and he said oh do you want your honest my honest opinion, I thought, oh no, what's he going to say? And he said, I can't get over how physical it was. He said, I, he said that, he like said every time I watched one of the collisions, I like winced and wondered how on earth I survived it. Um, and he was really blown away by it. And, and I completely agree, Giselle, in terms of the input that the players are getting is so much better um, than before. There's still so much that can be done. Oh, 100%. And I know the last couple of weeks you've said that some players have struggled because of fatigue and balance and you know this part of the season yeah I mean you know you you qualify after 18 games um and our last two games particularly both pressure games and physical because we weren't you know that the top three had been decided um the the spaces that they were going to take weren't so who was going to get the home semi-final but those three had qualified we were the, the team that still had that seven week back break during the six nations so we had to work unbelievably hard to make sure yeah. we did qualify. Um, and the game against Gloucester, very physical. The game against Bristol was bonkers. I mean, we were 65% of the time without the ball. Um, therefore, we <laughs> tackle, tackle, tackle. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I sit and watch it. You've got to do it. It was but unbelievable. It, yeah. So from that perspective, it was, it was you know, the, the girls were exhausted. And then I'd booked a game against Railway Union yeah. um, way back <laughs> in November because um, I had hoped that we would get there and knowing that you've got a seven-week break, there's no way that you can get your side to be the best yeah. ready Convenient for... Convenient that Nolly booked a holiday for that week. Yes, but... but uh, yes. With, with I was in Hong Kong working very hard, actually. That's why you she's coughing so much. <laughs> you went to the gym once as well. Um, but we played at... Railway Union and, and so that was, again, another game that they needed to play, but we needed that game to be ready for, for, for the weekend. So Just quickly, um, who is Railway Union for the for our listeners? So Railway Union are um, one of the uh, sides who are, are qualified in the semi-finals in the Irish League. And you told me something quite funny because their coach WhatsApped a video to you, didn't they? Yes, he did. So we played against them and 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 we 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 beat them. And there was as a particular play that we use in the in the point zone, and he was very 
very taken with this <laughs> and he he tweeted over to me the the tweet that had gone out of the first try that they scored and he said oh by the way you might recognize it we've got a new new move called wasps and it was the score of their first try and I'm thrilled for them because they qualified the beat old Belvedere's and they're now in their final so that's fantastic and and they were a fabulous bunch of of, of girls and the coaching staff was amazing and they made the trip they got on the flight in Dublin at sort of 6.30 in the morning, flew over, played us and flew back in one day and that's that's the commitment in the women's game. Were they sensible? Did they have a good crack? Or were they being... I know that you were quite strict on the Wasps girls, weren't you? Let's say they were slightly less strict. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I probably we probably should give a shout out because we've stolen their best player as well. We, we have. We have. Um, Clean Maloney. Good luck in the final, girls. Um, and good luck using your Wasps play. Absolutely. So just looking at um, how you've talked about qualifying after those 18 rounds and even with that six nations gap that you had do you think the trajectory that women's rugby and the tp is on at the moment is it sustainable and and if not what needs to happen to encourage that hang on you said tp right every single yeah so now we've got someone in the room you're not so chopsy are you lj tyrells 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 anything else we're gonna stay with tp because you've been professional interviewer reporter tyrells (laughs) <laughs> but you could look at you could look at Giselle saying that <laughs> she didn't she didn't look at me um no I, it, it's an interesting question because the sustainability side of it it's definitely sustainable in terms of 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 league and what it's all happening but in terms of individuals is it sustainable to put in this much work as a player and hold down full-time jobs and I have to say the answer to that I'm not so sure to be fair, that's pretty much what I did for most of my international career, um, building into 2013-14. And I ended. I mean, I had ev- everyone that knows me, including yourself, I had a lot of injuries. And that's basically what happens because you don't have the rest and recovery time, unfortunately. I ended up quitting my career because I couldn't manage it. And it's, it, it's, I did all of that because I had the purpose of an international shirt. And what's happening now is it's a purpose for a club shirt. Um, which is slightly different in terms of mindset, um, but the other thing is you're we're attracting in the in the TP15s Tyrrells Premier 15s um, more international players, and we've got Irish, Welsh, German, Canadian, Swede, Canadian. Um, how do you see that that's influencing the league as well? I, I love having the the international flavour because it brings something different, and it brings something on off field as well as on field. And <laughs> the off the off field is is really important because, especially when the girls aren't being paid to play and they're putting in so much, that that club spirit, that group of 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 people, the friendship. You know, girls now who play women's rugby have got friends all over the world, and as in men's rugby, but you know because people come to this country to play so from my from my point of view though I'm I'm the girls need it would be nice to go part-time is what I see it's not sustainable to go professional yet it just isn't how difficult a position do you think the RFU are in in terms of the centrally contracted 15s players they're all playing in the league as the league improves you're getting more players put their hand up for international honours are they stunting the growth of perhaps the international squad and the international game by handing out contracts at the beginning of the season there are international players they're going to play in the league what happens if somebody puts their hand up in another position how much contact do you have with the England setup 
Yeah, no, there's, I mean, we're invited in to, you know, conversations with them regularly. They phone us around our players a lot. Three times a year they come in to, to actually discuss the, the, the players and you, you talk about their individual development plans and, and that's done together because obviously we're delivering a lot of that. Um, it's difficult to say at the moment with the contracts because the contracts came in in January and yeah. they were straight into camp. Then they're straight back to us for our... Um, semi-final preparation basically the last couple of games and semi-final preparation the the way that it's probably going to work is that Mondays will be England England day where they just go there and then they're in with the clubs so each international will have a slightly different flavor to their week because it's it's going to be the clubs that are delivering it um, which again has a recruitment base on it because the players are going to want to go to places where they're going to get what they need in their the way their lives work um so that's an that's an interesting look on it but we're yet we're yet to see how it's going to work um and how the players will feel going backwards and forwards but in terms of it it holding things back at the moment I think it's the only way you can do things because if if you don't you've got to start somewhere and and I think the, the really positive thing with with the TP and the RFU is there's a lot of discussion around so we have exec committee meetings where um, I'm fortunate enough to be on that and I represent four clubs and then there's somebody else who represents three and then the other three and we have conversations about what we're what's working what's not working what we'd like to see changed input and then we we, we have these meetings with the RFU and they really do they are really listening and it between us, we're all making um, the product better and better. So the next concern is the fatigue levels of players. They, I, I believe they're going to build in more rest periods next year. So that, but then that works for the club player, but not necessarily for the international, because the international will be the rest period for the club is during international break. So you know, potentially the internationals, if you're not injured, could play every single TP game plus every international. Now there is obviously limits on that in terms of what can be done. So there new conversations will occur around that as to how between club and country you manage those players and which games do you rest them for and all that's about to come in year three um as yet we don't know what's going to happen in year four because obviously it's ring fence for three years we're still not sure yet what's going to happen because there's a lot of things being discussed around around that so there's you know that's exciting as to what potentially is going to happen next um as you said the media stuff now is is huge around the game and 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 people um in the rugby world are very aware of who the top women's players are now and and what they're doing and and how the clubs are going and I think that's fantastic and that breeds an energy doesn't it and players are loving that energy and then you've got the youngsters coming through so you've got under 18s they've just had their development camp and they're about to play Wales um the under 20s always play France um, and so there's a the real of excellence now. Yeah, everywhere in every single club. So the generation of, of next players are all happening, and the level of them is frightening how good they are. So it, it is, it's going to be, it, it's sustainable in that way, absolutely. But looking after the individual, I think, is going to become something that we've got to work on. I couldn't agree more, Giselle, and the reason I'm smiling is because the Norse sat on my right here is so absorbed into what you're saying. I've never seen her. You've like literally flipped into serious, like ultimate rugby nerd mode, haven't you? Do you think it's because Giselle's more interesting than you, though? Really? Oh. You really stooping that low? She caught you there. Low. She caught you there. Are you stooping that low? <laughs> that low. Anyway. She's my guest. I want to talk to her. You sit in the corner. We talked about the younger players. I'm off to Gibraltar Barracks tomorrow um, with the under-18s. Yeah, I'm going to be sleeping on MDF. 
I'm excited about that, <laughs> considering my body took a battering. You didn't tell me that. She brought a barracks, which is in Camberley. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to the rock. <laughs> I wish. Um, but it, the sun is shining. Um, I'm going to be hanging out with Ollie Bishop, who is the um, WASPs assistant uh, coach. Assistant coach. So he's coming along. I've got, I think there's five or six centre of excellence there. Um, I'm going to eat in the mess. Thanks. I'm, I'm looking at you, listing all these things off, Giselle, and you're laughing at me. Because you know it's not the most glamorous, is it? You will be. I'll be there on Thursday. I'm coming to watch all the but games you're not on staying, Thursday. Are but you? I'm not no. staying though. I've done that. I've done um, that. I remember when we stayed in um, with the England Twenties uh, back in the day. This is when when uh, Emily Scarrett, Marley Packer, Mo Hunt, all of those were in that. were in the under twenties. <laughs> no, that's how long we're going back because Mo's just had her thirtieth and she was an oh, under no. twenty at this time. So that's how long we're going back. Um, and we we stayed in RF Holton for. Oh wow! Two weeks, I think. Yeah, and yeah, those those rooms, MDF and and plastic mattresses. Yeah, and Whoa. basically a piece of A4 paper as a pillow. Whoa. But I'm really super <laughs> excited about it. Next generation. I love rugby. Um, the reason why I'm whinging a little bit about the beds is because I am sore. Because Saturday was pretty physical and a pretty intense game of rugby would you mm. not agree no it was it was i mean saracens are obviously in an awesome side and uh you know it was a it was a big game it was one that i had wanted us to to win but unfortunately we weren't quite there on the day um but i can't fault the the effort that we put in and the contest we gave but we we lost the game 31 13 um we were we were very competitive but some of the major decisions went against us and that's what happens sometimes on the day but when you look at the fact that Saracens have won 17 out of 18 of their league games then you know we we would have had to have been better than better on the day but I do think that we have massively improved as the season's gone on and we put up a good good show of ourselves so I'm very proud of all the girls. What are your main takeaways from this season? What are the things that you feel your side have improved in the most? Um I think I think in first the first year was about strength and conditioning, fitness. Um, this year has been about game understanding in detail. Um, and keeping all people on the field. Yeah, and keeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. I've done all right, but it's walked it's, away with bad, bad, poor. That's yeah. about it, really. No, you have done all right. You have done all right. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah, I would definitely say the the game understanding, the detail side of things of what we want to do, and and really beginning to establish our way to play um, and and the understanding of the side around that and when you get uh, 15 people all buying in it's quite a powerful thing and we've produced some really really good performances and our defence has, has really shifted I mean from when, when I first got there um, the first year was was massive step up in defence, um, particularly in terms of individual technique and, and you know relying on individuals to put their tackles in which we're now you know, I'm pretty comfortable. If we've got a spread defence, I'm pretty comfortable. No one's going through. Um, Do you think, though, that that's... Because that's, that's technical. It's structural now. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a structure behind it. There's the technical detail, because you've got some new... Well, we've got some new crash mats, haven't we? We have. Um, but it's also... like I'm and a big legends, believer in Mark Rogers. Being, um, being a mindset. So how, But how have you used the crash mats? Because I think they're brilliant. I mean, as you say, Mark Rogers had them sponsored. Yeah. Um, and um, well, it allows you to put a, a proper hit in to a teammate and actually deck them and push them backwards. So all too often when you're training in your own environment, the tackles aren't 
that's what we experienced on Saturday. You're not trying to put somebody back into the middle of next week. Or you just avoid contact and training at all costs. Yeah, some people are Do quite good at stretching. that. Some people are quite good at that. Nolly mentioned keeping old girls on the field. Is it, in terms of training, things like that, and how, how important is the influence of older girls in the squad? You haven't got any of the centrally contracted players, but you've got legends in the form of Nolly and Rocky <laughs> and... And, well, and people like you. that, and Purd's there. Mm-hmm. How helpful is it to have? Girls Shout out for Purd. She was immense on Saturday. Absolutely immense. She had, a, you know, a real shift she put in, breaking gain line all over the place, carrying. She Stepping, was twisting. She was, she was good. Um, scrummaging as well. She and Malloy were our our players of the game that, uh, on Saturday. But yeah, scrummaging everything. She she was absolutely immense. Didn't do, didn't do but but <laughs> how how we we I mean Rocky Rocky came down and she she really um, helped out in terms of the technical on on Tuesday or on Thursday. Uh, Nolly does that all the time um, in terms of the detail around defence and around the pictures that we should be seeing. And it's like having, when, when Rocky's playing, Purdy's playing, it's like having a nolly, having extra coaches on the field, um, which is great. Um, it, it's, it's, it's hard though, isn't it? Because we get four hours a week and I, I don't think anyone really understands that because we train like the amateur men's side, so Tuesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And when we say four hours and you say four hours, it's not really four hours because people are coming from work, probably well, get going pre- at about We're pretty good now past. about getting, yes. Yeah, so but at the Wasps, but then the lights go out. No, they do. At 9pm, yeah. they're done. Because that was the, the biggest shock for me as a coach when it first when they first, when I first went down there first session I'm all enthusiastic and we're running about the place everything's happening all of a sudden the lights went out I went what's going on everyone well that happens every time I was like you're kidding me but what it's done for me as a coach is I'm now everything is like right we've got you've got 15 minutes on this we've got 22 minutes on that we've got this we've got and we're absolutely religious about moving people on from you know and therefore the message has got to be succinct you've got to so it stops all the mindless chat and all of that stuff i've i've heard giselle ollie mm. gotta move on yeah. and there's whistles and all sorts and going on because yeah. otherwise we don't get it all all done but it it's yeah it, it's the balance of, of 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 the youth and the experience and learning from each other and you know we've we've got that at wasps because of the of the players that we've got it's great although saying that i know that um like Purds retired a couple of years ago, um, so it's kind of into a, like actually retired from game fully, and then knew that Rocky and I were coming back, so came back into the club fold, which is amazing. Um, playing some brilliant rugby, but I've really struggled this year because obviously it's my first year out of international, um, which is a bit of a shock to the system. Rocky the same. Um, how have you found it as a coach? Because we're great friends, and I know we've spoke a lot about it, but actually working with players that aren't are in a different mindset so we're talking about the future we're talking about all these talented players all wanting to train and then you've got also completely different set of players that can offer you a totally different set of um skills in terms of experience in terms of their knowledge in terms of the love for the game their passion for the game but mentally might be in a different place to the the keenest being say someone like Kate Alder our captain I think I think the biggest thing with that is is my philosophy on the human being before rugby player and I've always been about that and you can't when you're managing if we were professional and we're in the room we're you know we're in the in the spending the whole week together slightly different thing um but because we're not I don't have a policy that ties my hands we treat each individual separately so with Rocky it's you know she's she's had injury this this year as well so it's managing her through that but with Rocky it's you know 
she comes on Thursdays to training. So that's what's right for her. That's right for her body. It's right for the way that she's moving into coaching herself. So the coaching she's doing down at Chesham, um, you know, all of those things, that's managing her. Um, Abby Dow, she's doing a degree um, at... <laughs> at uh, Imperial. Yes, thank you. I always get stick about the fact that I talk about Abby and doing engineering. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, but, every but week she's doing podcast. that, and but it's mind-blowing <laughs> what she has to do. Thank you, Giselle. It is mind-blowing. It is. It is. Abby Dow doesn't invent some sort of space shuttle after this degree because... <laughs> she already has. That, she lives in it. Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't cope. Talk, don't talk about her nose like that. <laughs> she can't. <laughs> Oh, she took a hell of a na- knock oh. on the weekend. Blood oh, everywhere. Wow. Blood she's everywhere. got, she's got a big nose anyway, um, because of knocking it. Because she just puts her head first into everything, and um, in, including her university work. Oh. Way, um, but yeah, absolute conquer at that on the weekend. Mm. It, um, whoa, it looks sore as well. Mm. Yeah, she broke her nose. Um, so I was, was tempted off. to tempted to go over like I did in the international last year, playing France, blood everywhere. Said, "Come on, mate. There's in, there's times in internationals where you've got to man the f up and you've got to get on with it and you've got to suck it up and it hurts." She looked at me as a senior player in the back three and then, okay, got it. Went back to her wing anyway. It bust again, so she went off for an HIA. Came back on again, and um, was was all right, but her nose was obviously in a bit of bit of pieces. And then I um I saw the video the next day of her. Oh my god! It was like getting slammed in the face of the cricket bat. The girl headbutted her so hard, I actually did feel a bit bad. Only for about thirty seconds because I made her stay on the field. <laughs> it's because you're absolute nails. <laughs> it's interesting, Giselle, that you say about um, man management and putting the player first because it's something that Nolly actually talks about a lot with you and sings your praises. And I'm interested how you keep someone like Nolly motivated in a season like this when she's finished playing international rugby. And, you know, not that playing in the league isn't a motivation but how do you if there isn't a bigger carrot for somebody who's used to getting it how do you keep them as hungry on the field I think it's about her enjoying what she does because she loves the game she's put so much into the game she's got a lot to offer but actually when she's got rugby ball in her hands it's probably when she's at her most expressive and happiest and so and in competition that's when it comes out the most and it's about her seeing that and and me giving her the opportunities to doing that and making sure that she sees that that's what's important um and then the moments when it's tough and she's looking up and seeing what's going on and what have you is is giving her the space to to feel the way she feels and to to express it if she wants to um and to acknowledge that that's there and and she spoke about it in we had a switch the play session which is um uh, an organization um, leon lloyd is um that looks after players um outside of their sport mm-hmm. so not after sport outside of their sport i always get in trouble for saying after sport it's not it's outside of their sport so whilst they're whilst they're playing they're preparing for life after sport now just because our players at the moment are in jobs that doesn't mean that they should be preparing for life after once rugby's gone because it's it's so consuming for all of them you know my club players my my development team players they're at the club three four times a week it's not just my top players and then obviously the internationals are also they're with us that long and then with England and doing their full-time jobs I mean they're incredible people to be fair but you you have to prepare for that and I think um they came down and Nolly Nolly shared how she was feeling and she was quite emotional about it which was an eye-opener to 
a lot of players and was fantastic learning for everyone in the room and I think it's giving players that opportunity it's it's squads understanding what it's like to be in your first season and not knowing it so Rose Dixon she's um come through our twos uh, she's played some some ones rugby but she's just been made captain of the navy side right and she's 23 22 23 come through her her rugby her learning and last year she had moments where she just stood there and went I haven't got a clue what you're talking about and I haven't got a clue what's going on getting really upset about it so giving her the time understanding it telling her it's you know to just do her natural thing but but working with her and now she's a leader on the field she's confident in what she's doing and she's captaining the Royal Navy and it's just fantastic to see but giving her the space to get there if you know what I mean you're right in terms of I remember that talk and I had to kind of look away when you were talking about that because there are moments that are really are tough and you you kind of just have to suck it up and get on with it and quite often especially when you're a bit of a class clown like me at training people just think everything's great and I think every now and again it's so important to show the real side of you and the vulnerability because without that and and that's where I think you get it right Giselle is you you give us the opportunity to do that and you also give us the opportunity to or you provide the platform for us to also switch and make sure that we are the rugby players we are doing that and that's our job when we're on the field and we do a thing where we we touch a line and um that's basically well you talk about going white line cross yeah crossing the white line and and touching it and you see players do that before games you see it in the semi-final we did it and it's that kind of switch where everything that you've got off going on off the field is now in in a different box it's packed away and then when you get on the field you're all up you're you're 110 percent in you're all in you're buying in it's also about leaving the nurturing female behind well that's what i was going to ask you've coached um men's like i guess boys rugby with london irish academy and stuff Mm -hmm. like that is there a different not necessarily level but type of emotional intelligence in, in female players is that something that you feel you have to manage more um, I, I'm not. I'm. I, n- I never go down the the gender route on this. In the sense that I've had female players that don't want to talk about stuff at all, uh-huh. and I've had male players who want to talk about everything. So it, it, it's it's not it's not gender specific. Okay, then as as a female coach and as a mother, mm-hmm. do you think it's something that players are more open with you than perhaps other coaches around them? Yes. But then is that because I... That's that, not because you're female. Yeah, exactly that. That's because of that, you. Yeah, because is that because of the way I am? As a coach, is that something that's difficult to balance? Because you will have coaches who are completely unapproachable in that sense and can get on with coaching rugby in its purest sporting form. If you're balancing both of those things, do you find that hard? Um, I think it helps to do... It helps me to coach. So if I've got an athlete that I know is absolutely shattered, then but they're here and they're still training, then you do things slightly differently. Whereas if I don't know that, then I'm likely to be, uh, get it wrong. And then that individual learns nothing, gets angry, wound up, and it's a waste of them time than being there. I think if there's things going on in players' lives and you don't know it, then you're not completing the whole athlete. And to learn, which is ultimately what coaching is about, is to help people learn and get better at stuff. You, you don't learn in a closed box environment learning and and the sport we play is one of chaos complete chaos so you've got to be able to deal with all sorts of things flying around all the time and I think knowing the the other side of your players allows you to 
produce a better learning environment for each individual and that is ultimately therefore I'm going to be a better coach for it knowing players has just reminded me we haven't done try hard or try harder we haven't we, ha- we haven't done it and I'm going to kick off with my try hard of the week now I've actually nominated this player before um, because she is the keenest bean going um, she's five foot two she has flowing brown hair, incredible team talks, um, and is always um, so passionate at training. Great glutes, um, loves a short short as well. Um, help p- plays into her hands that wasps have got quite short shorts anyway. Um, but Kate Older, um, she is my try hard of the week. However, she's got to try harder as well because she is getting known for what she's doing she did a brilliant article Giselle you read it didn't you the article about um Kate and the Telegraph what did it say about her team talks um so she was talking about the very first time that because I made her the captain at the beginning of TPs and of course Nolly Rocky Harriet um Amy, Amy Cocaine all arrived Justo. and Justin Justin Lucas all arrived at the club <laughs> for that time and I'd made Kate the captain and she was terrified of these individuals. I was like, how do I speak in front of them? So the very first time that she was she she said in the article that she gives her team talk, because I'm never in the in the changing rooms before before a game. She was thinking, I can't swear, I can't swear in front of them. So she said everything was flipping <laughs> this and flipping that. And then Rocky apparently said, I think what she's trying to say is and use the F word, which I can't use on a podcast. And Kate went, oh, thank God for that. And she said, and it then made it an icebreaker. And then she's, you know, and she 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 treats everybody the same, whether you're 80 plus caps international or, you know, your first team playing first team TP15. She's the most incredible leader. She really is very good. But she also got called Casey Allen all game on Saturday. Um, so, Kate, come on, try harder. Yeah. You've got the club chairman's name for instead of your own. Mm-hmm. When you're breaking into all of this media exposure, make sure you've met the commentators as the captain and they know exactly who you are and what you're doing. But, Casey, well done for your tackling in the <laughs> centres. Amazing work. And you, have you got any nominations? Giselle, you actually, speaking of media, have got a must-try-harder nomination. Yeah, try harder. So the BBC Sport website has an article on, I don't know if you can find it for me. Bear with, let me call it up. Has an, has yeah. had an article on our game, and we haven't yet talked about the Quinns game, but on this game, and this is what the article said. Saracens secured their place in the Tyrrells Premier 15s final with a 31-13 win over Wasps at Allianz Park. A good start. Yeah. Nice summary. Saracens, who won last year's inaugural competition, took an early lead, but two penalties by Wasps' Lizzie Golden left the score 12-6 at half-time. Pretty pretty brief. A third conversion by Zoe Harrison after the break gave Saracens a 31-6 lead. (laughs) And despite a late kick from Golden, Saracens held on for victory. So there was no late kick from Golden. God knows what happened to the game in between to go from 12-6 to 31-6 whatever they've said 30 yeah and then they say what, what's the th- right at the bottom it's the most it's the top of the women's domestic league or something the premier 15s is the top tier of domestic women's rugby union i mean please bbc website is the semi-finals of our major competition sky sports covering us we've got all sorts going on the red roses have won the grand slam there's massive interest in it and we get that please This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Try harder. We should probably get back to uh, talking about the, the final. It's uh, Saracens versus Quinns, which is probably what we expected. I don't know that I did expect that. I thought Loughborough, I thought Loughborough um, again, they had the same same problem as we did. To Katie McLean in the bin. We got Claudia in the bin within two minutes of our game. She was in the bin within five. It's all right. Waterman stepped up to scrum off, didn't she? <laughs> yep. Um, and I, yep. And I... And I also said, if the ball goes into the 15s, I won't be there to pass it. So just um, help me out, girls, yeah? It was really funny. So I said to the girls, I said, look, I haven't played nine for a few years. Not going to lie, I'm quite tired. If the ball is available, pass it. And Malloy went, don't worry, I'll pass it. I like it. I was like, okay, no worries. It was brilliant. Um, but yeah, not ideal when the nine goes off. Yeah, um, and then, all the ten. And then we, we lost Abby Dow eight minutes into the game with her broken sure. nose. They lost Emily Scarrett about 12 minutes into the game with a, with a, with a thumb injury. So they had a, a pretty rocky start to the game. And I think it's, it's really difficult to recover from stuff like that because, you know, the, the, for us it was on nine, for them it's the 10. And then we lose our England winger, they lose their England centre. And that's tough. And I think both games were close, but Loughborough then weren't able to get across the line. And again... Harlequins have finished above them in the in the table. Very very good side. They play very well. They talking about picking something that you're good at and do it. That's what they do, and they are very good at what they do. And it will be an incredible final again between the two sides. And and actually just analysing the game and looking at it, having looked, you know, obviously played in ours, we had a, especially so for our first half, we had a huge amount of ball, um, a lot of territory as well. Um, and we we couldn't get over the line and whether that was decision making whether that was just lost continuity because of some of the penalties that Saris gave um or, or just defense or yeah Saris incredible defense. Saracens defense I mean they were absolutely there were some massive tackles but exactly the same um for Loughborough in the second half so Loughborough had a lot of ball um and even with the influence of Katie I think that the one thing I would say is Jenny Maxwell, um, talented player. She's 
um, plays with Scotland was over in Hong Kong uh, in the sevens side, um, not passing the ball off the floor. And, you know, I think that it's a great example of if you don't pass the ball off the floor as a nine, the it's kind of one, two steps towards the 10, but five or six towards the outside backs. And you shut off an outside channel that as a 15, I, you just don't get the space. Um, and, you know, she was dealing... The, the, the tackles and the counter-rucking from Harlequins, oh, my God. Um, Shauna Brown went off early, and she, like I think, 50 minutes um, with a hamstring injury. You're thinking that's a big blow to them, but then they bring on Chloe Butler, Australian international, been to a couple of World Cups. You think who loves a breakdown, got a couple of really good turnovers. Jade Conkle was she something was else. Yeah, she was um, huge, huge influence on the breakdown. Vicky Cornborough is like a steam train. Mm. And so Jenny was being whacked here, there, and everywhere. Um, the ball wasn't, you know, wasn't clear for them to to move it they had different injuries in the backs I think Karis Williams played every single position bar nine or ten um yeah but like you say Giselle I think the top two teams were there for a reason um in the season at the end of the season and they are deserved going through to the final in terms of their their all-round performance um from a clinicalness in attack and uh an organization and um, a physicality in a defence that allowed Loughborough and ourselves just no room to breathe when we got into but the But that, that said, I'm really glad the system is as it is, that four gets to have a pop at one and three gets to have a pop at two because, you know, it, as, the, as the, the seasons roll on, maybe it'll be one point between the, the sides yeah. or whatever, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's again, when you, you think about the the real deeper purpose for all of this is that, you know, players get better, players make better decisions under pressure and, you know, knockout rugby is is very different to league rugby and ultimately England are producing sides that will play knockout rugby when it really matters, i.e. World Cups. So to keep that system where you've got to produce the rugby on that day is, is critical and I think it's better than it was last year. Last year we had to play home and away game yeah. and I, I think that was too much at this this side of the, of the season the amount of games that, that are being played but this this year I think they've got it absolutely spot on and massive learning for my team They're, and I'm sure Loughborough will feel the same but likewise for Saracens and for, for Quinns those players closing down games winning games that you know by rights they should win should be favourites for because of the performances through the season and it's just fabulous for, for player development player learning and, and the game to grow and go forward you talk about the tiredness of the two legs last year. Last year, let's tell you a little fact. Second semi-final at the Stoop, um, Sammy Wong, our nine, got injured. So I um, went to nine. <laughs> and uh, I got cramp for the first time in the history of my rugby career in my hamstring. And I sat down and all I could do was laugh about the fact I was so tired that... I'd fight it finally got to me because I'd always taken the mick out of people that are cramped and yeah that I think it was a step too far it was a long season it was a really hot day um but it should be a good the second games weren't nearly the same as and it should should be a good final um up in Northampton Franklin Gardens 27th of April five no six 5.45 kickoff, is it? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was 2.45. No, it's 5.45. It's an day. evening kickoff. Great. Can't wait for that. Now. But it will be um, awesome. Hashtag uh, show up. Do you... On paper, Quinn's will be favourites. <coughs> Coach's hat back Ooh. on. If you were there, if you'd beaten Saracens on the weekend, what would you be doing to beat them? 
it beat, to beat Saris. To beat Quins. Oh, to beat Quins. You got you to stop lost the Saris. You got to stop. You got to stop their their ball carriers. <laughs> got to stop their ball carriers. They are, you know, well, both both of them. They're very similar styles. And you know you've you've got to stop their big ball carriers getting across the line. And as you know, Nolly's just named them all. Um, and there's more. There will be more. <laughs> those just those names. Um, and they they hit you very close, and they get momentum around that area of the field. And so it's the first couple of phases. It's the same defenders they're running at, and then they get a little bit of a break on, and then they've got the pace out wide. So you know, if if you're going to prevent them from playing, you have to to stop them and put the ball back behind them. I mean, Quinn's exit philosophy, they run it out. They don't, they very rarely kick it out. Um, Sarri's do exit very similar to how we do. They will kick out and chase, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. They've got good nines as well, haven't they? Obviously, Liam Riley is the current England scrum half. Um, Georgie Gulliver for, for Sarri's. Um, I think in terms of how they manage the game, they'll have a big influence. And um, then the two tens are potentially yeah, Katie McLean's ones waiting in waiting for that yeah, ten so shirt. Harrison in, with Saris and Ellie Green in the Quinn's colours. I, I think just 18 yep. slash 12, I'm not quite sure. Mm. Um, yeah, but let's move on. There's been some other rugby. Cool. Possibly one another bonkers weekend of the Gallagher Premiership. Oh my God. I don't think anybody would have called the games... Um, ridiculously tight scores my favourites Wasps beating next to it at Sandy Park's got to be but then you know first time sitting ever. here as a Wasp yeah and what a performance and a bonus point victory as well and bonus two tries down to start with um, everyone you know first 15 minutes in you wouldn't have said Wasps were going to do anything with that game and then all of a sudden so that's my favourite um, so you coached Barbarians last year mm-hmm. and man of the match was Nathan Hughes oh, good. what do you think about him coming off the base of the scrum, single-handed carry into a grubber through to Marcus Watson. You taught him everything he knew um, <laughs> as his coach from a... Was it London Irish Academy? Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about that? Is that old. something you would encourage? Oh, it's awesome, wasn't it, to watch? It was awesome. <laughs> uh, he was on fire. I don't I don't know what happened to Nathan Hughes in, in the wash shirt this weekend, but he was absolutely smoking hot and so good to watch everything he did um and then yeah you watched him do that and I think he probably caught even Marcus by surprise but uh yeah it was it was great to see and if hey if it works you can't say no can you he I yeah he was brilliant and I think he he's great he's um showed a lot of love to the Wasps women as well this season and um, putting stuff out on social media checking in when how we're doing um and what was nice actually in his interview at the end was he's leaving Wasps at the end of the season and He's asked, you know, I think people... Que- oh, it's always difficult because people question, if you're leaving a club, are you going to give everything? Well, of course you are because you've got a brand or a profile around yourself that you're never going to leave in bad terms, um, especially as a starting player. But he actually said he wants to give absolutely everything to the club because he is thankful for the, all of the opportunities that Wasps has given him. And I think that's really nice um, and a credit to him as a player. It's also a World Cup year. You're not going to rest on your laurels <laughs> yeah, exactly. when you've got the opportunity to represent England at a World Cup. You know, he's he knows Eddie Jones likes him. Do you, he also didn't these questions are quite naive at times, aren't they? Uh, you know, are you going to give right. it your all for the rest she, of the season? Right. She's all of a sudden, she's been slouching the pillows, looking under a little blanket. I'm and now you've, she's I've sat up. up. You, are, you, are in the, you are in the game. Are we going to have some banter yet or not? I'm still sapping. Anyway, let's move on to another 
big game um, and probably the most influential of the weekend, although Bristol beating Sarries was pretty big and Worcester beating Sharks, um, Newcastle-Leicester. Um, but just actually, before oh, we God, move on to that, again. before we move on to that, it actually comes back to Nathan Hughes and him leaving <laughs> Wasps and will he give it his all before he goes? The Worcester sale I it was result. A bad question. The Worcester sale result is actually quite an interesting one. In that, is it interesting? Um, Josh Adams has said that he is intent on leaving the Worcester shirt in a better place than he found it, and he obviously scored two of the tries for Worcester. He got a hat trick, didn't he? Three of the tries for Worcester. You <laughs> might not. I, I can't and uh, I, I just think that's something that he knows he's going. I tried to get an interview with him the week that that was announced, and, and everyone hair. closed up shop. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and. He obviously. I try and say that each week. He's had to make that decision to go. It's he's made the decision to go. In reality, if he wants to continue to play for Wales, he has to go back to Wales because he doesn't have sixty caps. He's got a couple of weeks left at Worcester, and yeah, the, they're teetering on the, the brink of going down. But he has given everything that he could to that shirt last weekend. But you go into, aren't you? Like you say, it's a World Cup year. Um, no, he could put his feet up. You know, like Giselle said, it's a World Cup year. No, you said that. Giselle just muttered it. She hasn't got a microphone and taken it <laughs> off of her. He, it's a World Cup year and all he really should be thinking about is I've got to keep myself fit. But as a, as a senior player, as an international, in my opinion and the way I've always approached it, no matter what shirt you're in, you are not only representing yourself, you are representing the people around you and you give everything to that shirt. And, and I mean, maybe that's just the way I've played. Maybe that's how I've been brought up, how my dad always you know, taught me. Um, I don't know if you know he played for Bath. Um, I um, um, over four hundred times. Um, Bath legend actually played fullback. Um, he, um, I'm his daughter. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, no matter what, I've played for I think five different clubs in the Premiership. But every, I would like to think that any club that I've played for has would say that I give my absolute all to and yeah you leave the shirt in a better place if that's his wording but but also you earn the respect of your teammates of your coaches of the management by giving everything and if someone doesn't do that then I just think it's a real shame and are they truly representing what it means to be an international Newcastle Leicester um 22 27 hell of a match and Guy Thompson uni mate Man of the match. Did you see it, Giselle? I saw the highlights of it because obviously it was the Friday before. and I, I Were you working? Yeah, I didn't want to watch rugby on Friday night before the semi-final. Having a glass of wine instead? Uh, yeah, don't do wine actually. But what, no. What's your tipple? Yeah, what's my tipple? I know that. JD and JD. Okay. Did you see what Jack Knowles tweeted around that day? He said, after watching that, who can say we get rid of commercial yardage? That game was what it was because it's it was the be-all and end-all at that weekend for those two clubs and I, I know that one hasn't gone up and one's gone down at this moment in time but those those points were immense for everyone and every player in, in the shirt did exactly what you've just described gave everything that they had for the clubs and the that they're, they're playing up, right oh so, big time big time um, George Georgie Ford, Ford was yeah. his kicking yeah hand was brilliant um Johnny May took his try really well down the edge Gonover, stop oh. that. My, my moment that of the weekend. Work, the, How did he do that? He is literally that back again 700 kilos. He's Long like an Arctic lorry. Like he an said, 
after twinkling around that, around field. That man is insane. Actually, there's one thing I want to ask you because mm-hmm. I don't know if we agree on this. I think it's one of the few things I'm gonna. I don't even know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna set up a debate with Giselle. And I'm gonna lose just because it's you. Um, but Guy Thompson sets up incredible try. Um, talk about it being an offload out the back. It wasn't. It was a pass out the back door, single-handed. Johnny May, who gets around Hammersley, uh, steps and, and scores. I think. Um, I can't do that and I can't it's a technical skill right so you can train that out the back pass I can't because I can't physically hold the ball it was hammered into me when I played sevens under Mike Friday and Simon Amor don't give 50 50s and that to me is a probably a 10 90 because <laughs> it's really going to go wrong do you think that by having a smaller ball w- more women would be able to do that skill because I know I would my first, my first question is how many players can do that skill, male or female? It's it's right up there, as a no, I'm not in the men's game. Special skill. I think I think we are seeing, especially back rowers, they are practicing and honing that because you want to be the one with the cat flap on Twitter on Monday morning. <laughs> Nathan Hughes does it off the floor. No, no, a lot, a lot, a lot of them can, but I mean, not he's all got players can. Hands. Yeah, but is it is it just to do with the size of the hands and the size of the ball? I think, I think it's. It's a skill that if you're constantly practicing and you've got the ball in the right right way, it, it, it's not to do with the size of the hand or the size of the ball. Um, but you've got to be able to hold it with one hand to be able to do that because I can't flip it underneath. Is and that because of your gremlin who, who excels at it is Nakarawa and his hands are essentially like Nolly's arm span. <laughs> <laughs> He's got huge hands. That's yeah. what, you know, and, and he is a... Sevens, fifteens. So you saying you can do this with a size four ball? We actually talked. We talked to um, Portia Woodman about this when we were in Hong Kong, and we'd gone to a women in leadership. Did we? Yeah. When we, uh, mate, if I could stay awake through the three-hour <laughs> women in leadership and rugby conference that you spoke at, you should have. At the end of it, we were talking to Portia. And we were talking about ball sizes. She was really keen. So Portia comes from a netball background, so her ball handling is actually. Um, yeah, and, and on the upside of that New Zealand team, where everyone's really good anyway, her and Niall dominate things. <coughs> Niall comes from a touch background. And is a Williams. And is a Williams. Yeah, good point. Um, and Porsche was really excited about the, the concept of playing with a smaller ball. It's not something she'd heard about or anyone had chatted to her about. So I find that really interesting. Somebody who's got nothing to lose, who's immense anyway, just thought, yeah, I'd be even better. So Giselle, you're sat. You, by your body language, you're leaning back. You're pondering this. Do you think women should play with a smaller ball so we can see more offloads? <laughs> um, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, and then when you start kicking a size four ball, it's very different. And at the moment, there's a big thing about the women's kicking game and about us. I don't know who's talking about that. Right. (laughs) So there's a massive thing about women kicking the ball and the skills involved in that and the improvement we're making that. You go to a size four ball and it's lighter, it's different. So immediately that changes the kicking side of things. I think the same weight? I think, well, it's it's to do with the sweet spot in the ball, isn't it? And the size of the ball and, and where your foot connects with it and all the rest of it. So I think... I think at the moment, the size of the ball isn't the biggest issues that we've got. I think that just to promote one skill over another, 
because it definitely will change the skill sets. I think at the moment we should continue as we are. The obviously the youngsters play with a smaller ball. We are we don't all have gremlin hands. <laughs> some right. of us and some of are, us have bigger there are hands. Women who are playing at the highest level who can't pass off both hands anyway. Exactly that. So but I'm just, I just I just think <laughs> I, I, you know and then and then there are some women who can still who can do this offload stuff. And you know Purdy she likes the old offload yeah, with it. Alice Richardson who um, played England sevens England fifteens. I I. I yeah, yeah, Burner can, can yeah. Burner can um, do what she yours. wants. <laughs> um, I just think that when we're in a transitional period in the women's game, where we're when everything is building and changing mm-hmm. and developing, um, I I'm a big fan of it. I think hooker throwing would be easier. I think the kicking side of things we can't kick anyway. We're just joking. <laughs> oh, I nearly got a bite Ooh. from LJ. God, the wife and looks me. could kill and me. Wow, I'm sat between these two women. I literally just got pincered. <laughs> I just feel really unhappy that I've been part of a podcast that is now being slated for slating women's kicking, when in reality it's because you can't kick. <laughs> can't kick, won't kick. <laughs> can't kick, won't kick. And now we've drilled the entire women's game based on you. Hang on a second. That's a very good After kickers. my column, after my column, after our podcast, how much more kicking did we see? So it was tenfold. So... Miss LJ Jones, I think you'll find that by being negative, it's had a positive influence. Therefore, we can move forward. Which brings us round nicely to the fact that I'm off to Japan tomorrow for the next leg of the Women's World Series. But without me! I know, I wish you were coming. I'm I'll, sorry. I'll be with the... And Hong Kong Sui, no Hong Kong Sui. I'll be with Tiana and Ricky though, which I'm really excited about. Tiana um, did co-coms for the men's tournament. How good was that? I uh, I tuned yeah, in really for, well. awesome. um, it was the fifth, sixth place playoff, I think. So it was New Zealand, Australia. And yeah, that's a big game on paper. And let's be honest, when we look at the way that the breakdown of women getting on men's matches is concerned, the reality is that women aren't getting the big games. And I switched it on to hear T commentating, which spectacular she's a woman she's a young woman she's what 23 tiana i'm so pleased to see her getting these opportunities and she was really good as well really really good so well done t yeah and what are your calls for this because well the women's series is heating up obviously it's also olympic qualification just like the men we're halfway Um, I think the North Americans will go hard this weekend. So obviously there was the Invitational Tournament in France last month, which um, everyone kind of, everyone but New Zealand attended, which whether that's the world trying to catch up with them, I don't know. Because actually, if we look at this tournament, um, they're unbeaten now for a year. So they won Kitakishi last year. They've won every tournament since including the World Cup in between and the Commonwealth Games that was the week preceding it. Just chuck them in. Yeah, so... Let's not talk about them because they're going to blitz this season. They they already are. They're missing... They're missing a few, though, for this week. So there's no... They were missing loads in Sydney, and let's be honest, they were unbelievable. No Portia, no Kelly, no Gail Broughton this week, so... I don't think Michaela Blyde's in there, is she? Michaela Blyde is not there either. I saw her revising at home, making fun of uh, Aiden's clothes on Instagram. So that's how I get my team information now, people's <laughs> Instagram stories. I do know that Ruby Tui is definitely there because the content that she's been churning out from Japan has been... What, on Insta? Oh, so much. Ruby, have a day off. Well, I'm in Japan, so what are you doing? Um, well, we've already mentioned I'm with the Centre of Excellence um, this week. And, oh. Oh. This weekend, 
after I have played rounders for Wasps ladies on Thursday evening. Come on, the Wasps. Come What's on, the wasp? Wasps ladies. Um, is it going to be old girls against young girls? We've got teams to pick, so that's up for debate. Can I be a captain? Because otherwise I think I might be one of the ones that's left at the end. <laughs> you can captain one side and try old captain the other. Yes, Casey Allen what? or Kate Older. One of them. One of them. What are you going to do about your hand? Mate, I hit with my right. Don't worry about that. Because you won't be able to catch in. I'm going to go for Can't single be handed. No, single handed. Pull them out of the air. Yeah. Pull them out of the air, baby. Um, I'll probably dislocate my shoulder or something like that. But hey, it'd be worth it. But this weekend, I'm off to the Aviva Stadium. I've never been. Haven't you? No. And I, I think I'm more excited about going to the stadium than I am the work because I'm a bit nervous. I'm working with Channel 4, um, pitch side for Leinster v Toulouse. What a banger that is going to be yeah that is pretty exciting that is pretty exciting i love the aviva stadium i love Ballsbridge. i love games there i'm very jealous actually rugby. i love rugby but i've done as you know a lot a lot of games at that stadium over the years oh mate you want to go and ask gronya in the office to show you my accreditation the picture of my accreditation for the aviva was taken before a night out in infernos circa 2009 Every year that gets printed, it's more orange. It's like they're doing it on purpose. And where are you going for your birthday this evening? We're going to see your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you, Giselle. Thank you. It's only taken an hour for someone to mention that. Uh, Nolly has very um, kindly and crazily from her perspective, because she's going to regret this immensely, bought me tickets to take me tonight to see 9 to 5, the stage musical. Awesome. I don't think she realises what this is going to be like for her. Can I just say, when I told Giselle on the phone yesterday, when I asked her to come and be on the pod, Giselle said, you do realise LJ's going to be up on stage. And I was like, and I hadn't bought the tickets by that point. So I didn't go for the inner circle. I went for the one up. So you can't, unless you jump off the... You want to bet? Off the, you want to um, bet? Oh God. Oh no, please don't. Oh, I just, I'm so excited because I don't even think I need to watch the... Um, watch the show I'm ju- I think you're going to be my show and your eyeballs are going to be bulging out your face even more than they normally do it's going to be cinema-sational and I'm pleased I could get you some some love and happiness for your birthday because you. you were an ultimate sappuccino yesterday um, I feel so sorry for your family that wow. had to put up with you well on that note we actually need to get ready for 9 to 5 so a massive massive thank you to Giselle for joining us yeah, Giselle, I'm pleased that you got to see the real side, the down and dirty part of Try Hard Podcast. I'm sorry um, we've let you down a little bit, but as you said, I was quite a good waitress earlier and I did serve you some nice lunch. You did, and thank you very much for having me and have a wonderful evening this evening. I can't wait to hear about you being on stage. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 